This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Since America's hurried evacuation of Afghanistan in August, the U.S. has welcomed thousands of Afghans into the country. Resettlement efforts are ramping up again in our area, with more families expected to arrive in the coming weeks. By the end of this month, a total of 3,000 Afghans could end up calling Illinois home. Later, we're going to hear from two organizations that are offering services and support to these families. But joining us now with the latest is Chicago Sun-Times reporter Elvia Malagon. Elvia, welcome to Reset. Thank you, Sasha. How many Afghan families have resettled in Illinois at this point? So we know that as of February 1st, there had been 1,898 Afghans who had arrived. And this was, again, since um, the evacuations happened in August. Um, And we know that at least about 400 Afghans were expected to arrive in the coming weeks. And which neighborhoods or suburbs are, are housing the most refugees so far? So that I'm not really sure about. Um, I know most a lot of the refugee services um, do happen on the north side, but um, there are um, refugees that are being resettled in the suburbs, but Mm -hmm. also in other parts of Illinois as well. So give us a a sense of life once they've made the the transition. What, What are the biggest challenges that they're facing? Yeah, so I spoke to two people who who, um, fled Afghanistan and who have been living in Chicago for a couple months. And it sounds like from their experience, they're really struggling to navigate um, sort of the American governmental system. So one person um, was really struggling with figuring out what her immigration status is and how to ensure that she's able to remain in the country um, just because when she left, it was a really chaotic process. And so she's been having trouble navigating that. Um, another person who I had spoken to, him and his family had actually been resettled in a different part of the country, but ended up coming to Chicago because um, of a family friend that he knew and He wanted to be close to someone that he knew. Um, But that in turn has um, led to some confusion about how he can still obtain the government benefits um, that he's entitled to. So overall, it sounds like they just need a bit more help sort of navigating the process, which can be complicated for anyone, um, but especially when you're new to this country. Absolutely. Well, talk to us about some of the organizations here that are helping Afghans resettle. Yeah, so because of the influx of Afghans um, who are being resettled, um, the government is actually partnering with two community organizations in the Chicago area, um, the Muslim Women Resource Center and the Arab American Family Services, um, who will be helping, I believe, at least 200 Afghans um, be resettled in this area. So they um In addition to the traditional resettlement agencies, these two organizations will also be doing that work of setting people up in apartments, um, trying to help them figure out how to obtain a job, how to pay for utility bills, how to pay for rent. And volunteers are stepping up too, right? Yes, there's a large network of volunteers, um, in particular in the Chicago area on the north side, um, who have been trying to fill in the gaps of um, where of things that 
people need in addition to um, what the resettlement agencies provide them. So um, providing them additional things um, so that they can be able to cook in their home and um, be also helping them um, figure out these sort of like how to get to the doctor, how Mm -hmm. um, to get different benefits. So um, a lot of um, volunteers have been sort of stepping up and trying to fill that gap. Well, to that end, Elvia, one of the organizations that you spoke with mentioned the need to rebuild the nation's resettlement infrastructure. Can you explain that a bit for us? What did they mean? Yeah, so um, for people who aren't really familiar with what's been happening in the past couple of years, so during the past um, administration, the number of refugees that the U.S. allowed into the country had pretty much dwindled. Um, And so this obviously changed how resettlement agencies were operating. And um, to kind of give you an idea, in a pre-pandemic world, um, from October 2018 to September 2019, the number of refugees that had been resettled in Illinois was only 1,005 um, refugees. And of those, there were 18 from Afghanistan. So okay. you could kind of see just from August to now, um, we have already received more Afghans. Um, and that's also on top of will be also resettling refugees from other parts of the country. So resettlement agencies have really um, been trying to build up their capacity to what it was like, um, you know, when decades prior. Yeah. And um, but also some of the volunteers that I spoke to, you know, thought that there should be some changes to just the rules. Um Going back to the example of the man who had been resettled in a different part of the country and then decided to move to Chicago just Uh because he knew at least one person here. Um, the, some of the volunteers thought that maybe some of the rules should be a bit more lax to provide for additional help when, you know, um, refugees do want to move to a part of the country where they at least have some connection to help them through this process of starting their lives over again. That is a valid point. So what are you going to keep your eye on as things continue to develop? Um, I think I will continue to try to follow just the experiences of Afghans who arrive here. It seems like, um, you know, they have been expressing that they do need more help. Um, So just kind of ensuring that that help is provided for them to um, ensure that they are able to stay here. And um, the immigration status of some of the Afghans also um, differs for some of them. Some of them have a pathway to become a permanent resident or, you know, commonly that's commonly called a green card. So they could stay in the country for a longer period of time and possibly even become citizens, you know, at one point. Um, But for others, their situation is a bit different. And um, some of them might even have to apply for asylum um, to stay here. So that might be something to follow in the future as well. Yeah, the uh, question on immigration status, that's that's a big deal, too. So I would definitely love to see your, your next report on this. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, that was Chicago Sun-Times reporter Elvia Malagon. We're discussing resettlement efforts for Afghan refugees who are arriving in Chicago. Elvia, thanks so much for the update. Thank you so much, Sasha.
Let's hear now from two organizations helping families on the ground. With us is Ali Tarok, Director of Operations at Asian Human Services, which serves immigrants, refugees, and others in the greater Chicago area. Welcome, Ali. Hello. Thank you for having me. Also joining us is Seema Qureshi, Executive Director of the Muslim Women Resource Center. Hi, Seema. Great to have you on. Hi, everyone. Seema, I'll start with you. Your organization's been really busy welcoming more Afghan families this month. How's that going? It's it's going well. Um, I, I would like to give you some information, uh, some background about Muslim Women's Resource Center. So I founded Muslim Women's Resource Center in 2001 to provide immigrants and refugee women and their families with social services and emotional support they needed as they resettled in Chicago. And my attention is opening MWRC was to serve the diverse immigrant and refugee community of Chicago. But I never thought, Sasha, that I would be relaying the same service to my own community as an Afghan-American woman in this way. Mm. The past six months have been very difficult, but very rewarding for me as an Afghan-American. Tell me more about that. What is it like for you? Helping these sure. people who are, you know, from the same background. Of course. So as an Afghan and as a refugee myself who came to U.S. when I was nine years old, this work is very close to my heart. Depending on the urgency, we have assisted different groups of refugees and immigrants for the last two decades. Afghans from the beginning, but also Iraqi, Re- Syrians, Rohingya, and now Afghan refugees again. So the vast majority of Afghans in Chicago found their path to citizenship through the Muslim Women's Resource Center because of the cultural connection to our agency and the social services and support we provide. Our organization has become well-known to refugees in Chicago and especially to Afghan new arrivals. Um, So since October of 2021, we have assisted more than 480 newly arrived Afghan families with cash assistance, emotional support, and many different uh, social services. That's great. Well, Ali, let's bring you in here because I understand Asian Human Services is working with about 30 families. Tell us what resources are available to them. So, you know, we don't uh, don't resettle uh, Afghan refugees, but we provide services to immigrant and refugees families. We have healthcare services, we have education services, and also employment services. And our employment departments are actively working with Afghans to try to give them a job as soon as possible. Also, we, our education services, we have a charter school, Passages Charter School. It's designed for refugees and immigrant students. And uh, we, our program is from toddler to eighth grade. We speak, uh, our students speak 36 different languages. And already we have around five Afghan students. Wow. So, yes. Go ahead. So you go ahead. (laughs) Well, I wanted to touch on something that you've, you've said before. You said each family has a unique story. Dig into that for us. What are some of the stories that you come across, Ali? Being a refugee is not a choice, it's not an option. I came here 10 years ago as a refugee. I know 
I know they're difficulties. You know, I came here without money, without language skills. You know, I just could say yes and no at that time. Uh, but, you know, Chicago, uh, the resettlement agencies, uh, Refugee One, okay, they helped me. They, they helped me to build my life again here. So in this situation, uh, Afghans, they have... Uh, they, they have the, they are in the same situation. Okay, we 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 should help them to integrate to our society. Okay, we don't want them to marginalize. Uh, we don't want them. Uh, we don't want them to marginalize them. So, unique stories is you no. Know, all of them that are coming from when we are talking about Afghans, yeah. not one person. You know, they have different backgrounds, different languages, different accent cultures. So. You know, we shouldn't judge them based on just one nation, okay, one family, or so. I I face, you know, one 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 Afghan lady. She's just turned 18, okay. She's living in a shelter in Hyde Park because it's very difficult to find a place for them to stay. Mm-hmm. Or another another family, okay, they escaped from Kabul. They went to the airport to get into the plane. But uh, the wife and the three-month-old baby, they couldn't pass the gate. And the father is here with two little kids. They are our students now. They are in our pre-K and toddler program. Mm. So, yeah, they are, they are, you know, we are facing with all these challenges. Yeah. Okay. And, they are, you know, with, with deep trauma. So, but uh, based on our capacity, we are helping them. Okay. So, like uh, us, we could give a job to the father as packages. Right. So, um, yeah, no, you're you're making quite the difference in their lives for sure. Uh, Seema, what is it that you would want people to know about what it's like? What what are we missing? Sure, sure. Um, so, um, Arab American Family Services and Muslim Women's Resource Center. We are we are resettling Afghans through the state Afghan placement assistance. Um, it's called SPA, and um, we so so far we have uh, resettled 153 Afghan refugees. So the newly Afghan refugees have been through trauma, lived in a prolonged war situation, and have had challenging experience upon arrival to the United States. The painful experience, and I just wanted to add to what Ali was saying. Yes. The painful experience that they went through um, is in Kabul airport is beyond our imagination. Hearing their stories break my heart. And sometimes I'm up at 3 a.m. thinking what could we do to make it easier for them. A lot of the families have similar stories, uh, Sasha. For example, a family lost their 13-year-old daughter during the suicide bombing at the airport, and they were wounded. And we see some of the wounds. Mm. After weeks, they found that their daughter is alive and with a neighbor. And, and daily, they call or they come to our office asking us, when will they be able to see their ch- child? Unfortunately, we don't have an answer. I want to thank our local government for being the welcoming state. Um, they are very supportive of our work and welcoming refugees um, in this beautiful state. But I think we need to advocate for more because there's in uh, federal uh, level because there's so many um, unanswered uh, questions. There's so many incomplete families. Yeah. Um, yeah so. It, 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 they are going through a painful experience. 
experience. Um, and also so far at the in the state uh, state of Illinois, we have 2,174 Afghans that are settled. So what they are in need is that the new the new Afghan arrivals urgently need housing, actual physical housing. We are now searching for housing for about 30 families of different sizes. This can be challenging, as you can imagine. We sometimes get good leads, but landlords many times want assurance of job stability. And they want to know that once the the few months of rental assistance that we in the state are providing are expanded, the families are able to continue paying the rent. So employment is a critical um, critical um, thing, and I can talk about that in a minute. Um, we well, have- well I, I have a question here. You you, you talked, sure. Seema, about the importance of the, the cultural connection these families have mm, with sure. your organization. Could you give some advice for, for agencies who might lack the resources to create that kind of connection? Of course. Um, so our agency, uh, we have about um, seven case managers who are Afghan-Americans. Um, and that is a big um, help and also relief for Afghan uh, refugees. Um, and then we also have, uh, we have been giving cultural competency training to other resettlement organizations. Um, Sasha, we are, uh, what it is is that most of the organizations, we are all caught by surprise. This was something that we never saw the numbers of refugees coming to Chicago. So everybody is maxed out and everybody is overwhelmed with so many, um, so many people. Um, but, but we could, so the families that, that are here and how, um, you know, Chicagoans can help us out is that, um, you know, they can, they can be an emotional support. Um, these families, they left their homes, their community, their families. People can con- contact um, they can adopt a family, um, whatever, if, you know, for whatever. It, it, yeah. it could be someone can offer emotional support. Someone can help with rental assistance to families, furnishing their apartment, providing groceries for families for several months. Yeah. Resettle- resettlement is a big, big effort, and we need a lot of help. Yeah, well, we're almost, like um, we're almost out of time. Uh, Ali, I want to get you in once more here. Tell us, you know, Seema saying. We need a lot of help. Talk to us. What what is it that you need um, for better to, to better support these Afghan families? Yeah, I I was going to say I completely agree with Sima. You know, financial support, you know, basic needs are not available. Okay, we have we give them we have there is a rent assistance available. Okay, refugee resettlement agencies are doing their best. Okay, to resettle uh, newly arrived Afghans. Okay, we have DHS benefits. More than all of this, yeah. emotional support. Okay, we have to create Chicago as their new home. Okay, this is the most important thing because all I, I always told the, my former clients and also newly arrived Afghans that all doors are open. Okay, so we need to show them all doors are open, yeah. and they got a chance to build their life here again. Okay, how? Okay, we need to show them because they are part of our. Their families, they are mm-hmm. part of the Chicago. Okay, they are not. They and are that not emotional part, support is, is key. Right. Yeah. So, any volunteer who can spend with these families, okay, it's it's real. You know, it's countless. It's very beneficial. Okay, it's, it's worth a million dollars. Yeah. Well, we'll have to leave it there, Ali. That is Ali Tarok with 
Asian Human Services, and Seema Qureshi of the Muslim Women Resource Center. Thank you both for your time today. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.